Welcome to the Rooted For Podcast. My audio got a little bit off right here, so you can't hear me talking in the video, but we recorded it live. It is episode number six, and we have a fantastic guest here, Jill. And before uh, we get started here, I want to recommend a book, God Wants You to Win. This is my third time to go through it. There's a link in the bio. Definitely check it out. It is fantastic. So, Jill, what is uh, talking about you? And it's about women, fitness, and hormones. And so it's okay. fantastic. So to begin, we are, we're going to talk about who you are and some of the certifications yeah. that you have. So... Um... I guess it was about five years ago, I recognized that things were different in, in me, but I wasn't doing anything different. I was doing all of the same things I had always done as a fitness professional. You know, I was exercising, I was eating the way I was always eating and things were changing in my body. Um, and that was about five years ago. And I just continued to do the things that I'd been taught to do, which was, you know, eat less, exercise more, work harder. Uh, and about two years ago, I learned something that kind of blew my mind that all of the recommendations that we follow and that I had learned for the past 18 years before that were based on research that was done on men and not just men, but young college age men who were, you know, doing fitness research, which kind of gives you an indication of this type of men, man that they were right. Men that they are, they're young, they're fit, they're healthy, strong, about as far from a woman in her forties as you can probably get. So that, uh, so all of those recommendations that I had been taught that everyone in the fitness industry has been taught, you know, eat less, exercise more, you're, you're gaining weight, cut calories, do high intensity. All the things that I was doing were sort of backfiring against me because they didn't take into account where I was at in my life and my hormone levels. And that's not something I'd ever really learned about. Um, hormones were never really brought into the education that I've that I've received over the last 18, 20 years. So when I learned that it was sort of like jaw dropping. Oh my God, this is, this is, <laughs> you're basing all of these recommendations on young men and then applying it to women and it's not working for women, but we just keep telling them to do the same thing. Just keep doing that and it will eventually work, but it doesn't. Um, so that when I, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and just like you said, if if as people that don't have the background, that's really kind of what I felt like. Well, if I don't know this, and this is my career and my education, how is any other woman supposed to know this? Right? You know, we're women are just going about their lives. They're doing their job. They're taking care of their family, their kids, their, you know, everything. And they're also trying to stay healthy and they're following the guidelines that they're being told to follow. And it 
really doesn't apply to them when they're in their in midlife. So it was like mind blowing. And if I don't know it, I have to tell everyone. That was that was sort of what I felt like. I have to tell everyone. One I need to tell every woman I know about did this. For so a terribly that's, uh, long time. That was that was two years ago, and that's what I've been working on ever since. Yeah. Communicating hormones. that message. Well, and that, that was something that was really because, missing. Uh, that's can you elaborate on that, that? You can thrive in because it was something that you personally went through, and now you're able to help. Yep. And that kind of goes into our next question, talking about your personal fitness journey. Uh, I know mm -hmm. you were mentioning uh, that you were doing group group fitness mm -hmm. for a while. You have some certifications there. And so what is your fitness journey look like right now? What are you doing uh, consistently to to be able to stay in shape? Um, so when all of this was occurring um, about five years ago and then up until two years ago, I was doing the high intensity cardio weightlifting multiple times, you know, I was teaching a lot of group fitness classes, probably eight to 10 classes a week. You know, I was doing the, you know, Oh, I'll sub for you. You know, my boss had gotten an injury. I would, you know, I covered all her classes. So I was doing, you know, weightlifting sometimes two one hour classes a day. Um, and since then I have stopped that, that is that that's the exercise more mentality. And that, doesn't work that um so I exercise probably about four times a week um specific exercise I do movement every day I'll walk I'll stretch I'll do you know yoga whatever it is I'll after lunch I'll get on the elliptical just as a gentle like walk um mm -hmm. but for my exercise I lift weights at least twice a week. And, uh, I do, I teach a class twice a week that is strength and conditioning based. So lightweights, a lot of, um, a lot of cardio within the class, but because you're using the weights to get the heart rate up. So that's, that's what I do now. And, um, it's made a big difference. <laughs> it's, it's, it amazes me because I'm exercising less and I think I'm in better shape than I was even you know, 10 years ago. Well, and I really like what one of the things you just said with there is about that movement. You know, a lot of people think of exercise as weightlifting, exercise yes. as this, exercise as that. But keeping your body moving can really make a big difference and doesn't have to be something that's that's terribly uh, difficult to be able to keep that that heart rate up and different things like that. So absolutely. And for women, as we age, that movement is even more important than, than doing that high intense exercise and, and high intense exercise is important, but continuing that movement, doing something to move your body every day is what's, what is really beneficial. And you, the, this next question is what would you want to know 10 years ago? And I think you've already touched on this a little bit, but could you elaborate if we were to shoot back to 2012. Well, I can't believe 2012 was 10 years ago there, but if we could go back there, what would have you wanted to know? Um, I would have wanted to know that things need to change, even though I'm not changing, right? My body, I, I was doing all the same things. I would have wanted to know the evolution of women's hormones and how in your mid thirties things start to change. Uh, and that those changes really do impact the kind of exercise you should do and, and how you should be eating and, um, 
dealing with stress and just your whole entire lifestyle really can be adjusted. And I, and because I am a holistic health coach, I, you know, I don't, I can't prescribe any medications or anything like that. So my, my whole approach is to find ways to do, to make changes without medication. It's through your diet, through your exercise, through your movement, through your, through your whole lifestyle. Um, so I wish I had known that because I think about how many women clients I've worked with over the years. And most of them were, you know, in their thirties, forties, fifties and beyond. And what more, how much more of a positive impact I could have had. Um, but now I look and go, okay, well think now how many women I am impacting, right? It's not just, it's not just my current clients that I work, that I'm helping. It's their daughters and their granddaughters and their, you know, sisters and, so I didn't know it then, but coulda, shoulda, woulda, right? Now I, now I know what to do. Right. So, well, I think right. that's the biggest thing right there is, you know, they're probably realized there was a missing piece for them. The best yes. thing you can do is to be able to help the next generation. And so that's neat that they've been able to, uh, to be able to have you be able yes. to work with not just them. And so that's the same yes. for anybody else that's listening right now. It's amazing what you can do with knowledge that you have to be able to pass mm-hmm. that on. And so it's always good to be able to share that knowledge. Yep. Uh, and then what is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Um, you know, when you sent me these questions, I thought about this a lot. And um, I think as I've gotten older, I try not to look at things as failures. I, I don't really look at them as failures. I just look at them as I did the best I could with what I knew at the time. Um, And I mean, even how I got into fitness, I was, before I was doing this, I was in corporate human resources and, you know, I was doing all the right things, even with that, you know, after college, I got a job, I was moving up the corporate ladder, I was getting raises and promotions and I was kind of miserable. (laughs) And um, I, you know, I could look at it I got laid off from my job there and it, I, I did kind of feel like at the time, Oh, I, I failed. I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't make the next step. And um, my husband said, no, this is probably the best thing that'll ever happen to you because you won't ever leave that job and you're miserable there. And at that, at the time I was like, you know, he's right. I won't ever, I would not have ever left because I was doing all of the, you know, getting the promotions and getting the raises. It was close to home. It had all the good things. So I I felt at the time it was a failure, but now as I've gotten older, I look at things like it's just, that's just not how it's supposed to be. And what other opportunities are there? You know, because if I looked at it still as a failure, can can I even look at it as a failure? I can't because now I'm really doing what I feel passionate about and I love it. And if I had stayed in that job, it, it, I wouldn't be doing that. I'd probably still be absolutely miserable. Um, but so I don't look at that. I don't really look at things like failures just as the next opportunity maybe, or the learning, learning opportunity. As I've gotten older, that's what I think now. I think it's very easy to to dwell on what society might say as a failure, but you look at so many different things in life of people that have got to the place where they're happy or uh, their quote unquote success is that it took a lot of trial and error. 
and I think people mm-hmm. kind of get confused with trial and error versus, oh, this is a failure. And I think if you didn't learn anything uh, from those those things, then that that makes a really big difference. It's all about that that learning mm-hmm. through life. And uh, and one of the other things I wanted to talk about is um, talk a little more about women that you could be working with that would really benefit from maybe they've been working out like you were talking about just like the studies for men the young men that are college athletes like hey you just need to eat less calories and go work out four hours a day and you're gonna get healthy i mean it's yeah. it's, it's quote unquote simple um but can you sure. elaborate on what that looks like especially for on the women's side because i'm a man so i have no idea what you guys experience in yeah. that sense um, so, so yeah. you know, men, men have, uh, men go by the circadian rhythm, right? Every day is pre- pretty much the same. Their hormones are, are the same, but women, we have this, we go with through that as well, but we have this 28 day cycle, basically 28 days based on our menstrual cycle. And at various points, our hormones are at different levels. So, you know, when our estrogen is high, that exercising more is, is pretty beneficial. We can we can hit our personal records. Um, you know, you can find that you know women win Olympic medals when even when they have their period. And it's you know, it's it's an interesting thing that when at that point in your cycle, women actually are more like men <laughs> than they ever will be because all of our hormones are low as as we're having a menstrual cycle, which is kind of interesting, right? When we're when we're bleeding, we're most like men. Who don't um, but as we continue through our cycle and um, estrogen starts to rise and progesterone or at ovulation when estrogen is highest and then falls and progesterone rises afterwards it's things change and we can't be doing those high intensity workouts we can't be lifting the heavy weights when our body is saying you need to slow down and you need to rest and there's a reason why you know if we look biologically why we, why that happens, it's because ideally you have a fertilized egg and you're growing a baby, right? That's biologically, that's what is happening is, is what the body is hoping for. And if that's the case, you don't want to be running out and you know, like lifting heavy weights and for doing marathons because you want to have this environment that is safe to grow a baby. So at different points in the cycle, women need different exercise um that you know just before uh, menstruation is the time when we want to do those slower you know longer walks more gentle stretching yoga um and and even the way we eat changes you know our our caloric needs change during our cycle when we're in that uh pre-menstrual time we actually have more caloric needs because again biologically the body's prepping to host a a baby Um, so we need more we need more calories which is kind of why you know a lot of women get cravings and they're a little hungrier during that time of the month Um, it's, it's biological but society is like no you should cut calories well your body's actually telling you no you need more calories and if a woman is going, well, I want to lose some weight, I'm going to cut calories, but the body is saying, no, eat more, well, we have this discrepancy. And what happens? Well, mentally, there's all kinds of stress from that. 
physically they're stressed. We're not getting enough calories when the body needs it. Um, and that stress creates all sorts of other issues for the various hormones. Um, so yeah, men, I get it. You, you don't get it, right? Because you don't, you've never had to. What's really unfortunate is that a lot of women don't get it either. I know I didn't. Um, I didn't get much education on that up until the last two years. Um, and, and it's, it's unfortunate. And I'm, that's one of the things I'm hoping to change is to be able to share this knowledge with women to be able to work with their bodies and not really work. I don't like saying work against your body, but, you know, doing the same thing every day for a woman doesn't work because we're not the same every day in a, in a month, in a month's time. So, 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 so a woman that's been on a journey through uh, just trying to figure out how can my body be at its peak, you know, and not even just for someone that's like, hey, I want to be a marathon runner. This sure. could be someone that wants to just, hey, I need to take off a couple pounds from after having some kids or uh, just anybody that's just kind of struggling with that. Or maybe, maybe you have something and you've been on this cycle from what I'm hearing here is that I've been doing this thing every single day, but maybe like what you were saying at the beginning of the podcast here, taking it a step back and doing less will actually help you. And so those are the kind of people, the women in particularly that should be reaching out to you just to be able to, to have that. And so I'll definitely have that information there in the show, show notes. Uh, and so just to kind of understand like a little more of your program, uh, or do you have like group fitness? Do you have like group classes or is it more on one-on-one basis? So my, I do do a couple of group fitness classes um, a week, but it's my, my program is mostly the coaching. That's really what I'm focusing on um, because that uh, what I find is that women like myself have gone, you know, that they, they know things are wrong. This is a lot of my clients will say this, like, I, you know, um, I just don't feel like myself. I, you know, I, I've gone to the doctor and they tell me nothing's wrong, but I know something's not right. Um, you know, we, the doctors will run certain blood tests and everything will come back fine. And they get told that you're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, I, I like to focus on, or when I work with those women, what's different about working with a coach is um, I meet with them for an hour every week for, you know, a, if it's a three month program, an hour for 12 weeks, you know, and that's a lot. People don't get that when they go to a doctor, you know, you're lucky if you get 15 minutes um, and we do a deep dive and everything is very personalized to the client and their needs. Right. Well, a, a woman in her thirties, is going to have different needs than a woman in her fifties, um, whether it's physically because of the hormones or because of just their life, what's going on, you know, does the woman in her thirties have young kids and she is looking for, you know, how to, how to get a good night's sleep. And the woman in her fifties could also be looking for a good night's sleep, but different factors are causing her issues versus the, the woman in her thirties. So everything is very personalized. I don't have like a cookie cutter program that I can say, I do this with everyone. I mean, I do go into health history. We talk about their issues. Um, and 
yeah, we do deep dives into each, each client. That's, that's, that's the standard thing, a deep dive into each client and what their current symptoms are, how they're living, how they're exercising, how they're, (laughs) how they're eating, how they're not eating or how they're not exercising to the way they should be. And, um, and then we, we work on it. You know, they have homework. (laughs) I, I give my clients little bits of homework and, you know, things to work on and, um, but they come to me with each week with what they want to talk about. I have a, certain things that, you know, need to, they need to be educated on, but it's really based on the client and, yeah. and yeah. What, yeah. what they're looking for. Well, yeah. and I would say that each person is very unique in the sense of what's happened in their life. And all of us have different food choices and food sensitivities. So I think having that personalized plan is, is amazing to be able to offer that. So, uh, thank you for joining us here on the Rooted Four podcast. Thank you for coming on, Jill. Really appreciate it. You are so welcome. And just excited to be able to just to be able to keep pouring into everyone. So if you've got any value in this, um, definitely feel free to reach out to Jill and I and let us know. Like, hey, this was a great takeaway. Something along <laughs> those lines. We would greatly appreciate that. So thank you guys You're for welcome. joining. Thanks, Matthew.